This is the Football Talk channel where we discuss and share opinions on the beautiful game. If you do like this podcast, please like, comment and share. And do not bother sending us messages on our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram at Football Talk 25 and at Football Talk 10 respectively. Thank you to the listener for listening to the podcast. And without further ado, let's get on with it. We're live. Welcome to the Football Talk podcast where we talk about most things Chelsea and all things football. Uh, I'm your host for today. The name's Tawanda and I'm joined by Simba Dikanipua. How are you feeling, Simba? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good as usual. As usual. Thursday. You know what it is. It's Football Talk. Where we talk. Well, you just said where we talk about football. So, yeah. Um... Glad to be here again. So yeah, let's let's get cracking. So yeah, um, it's yeah, it's good that we're linking up. One of the things that I look forward to, especially in the week, that the boys listen, the gang listens on Friday. Yeah, it's a fun one. Exactly, exactly. So for the listeners today. <coughs> Today we're going to speak about what to expect from Chelsea Football Club, as you know, yeah, we're both Chelsea supporters. Um, so we're just going to talk about that. And then at the end, we'll leave you with the mystery of what happened today. So yeah, now without further ado, let's get cracking. Transfers. Um, Chelsea has signed six players, I think. Yeah. Six. Um, Siesh, Bernard, Thiago Silva, Ben Chihuahua, Kayavitz, Sa, and a youth player. I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm not oh, just... that, that makes it seven. Um, seven. Yeah, him, exactly. That I just know it's, it's, it's Xavier, Xavier. Yeah, that's not his yeah. first name. So, yeah, yeah, signed seven players. And, yeah, um, I could say it's been a... <clears throat> A good transfer window. In fact, not good. This is this is too light, too of a light word. It's been a great transfer window. Um, I think every single fan right now is so excited about what's going on at Chelsea. Um, simply because we look at the, the 2017 summer window where we signed. Bakayoko, drink water, Sabacost, <laughs> Murat. <laughs> that is so anticlimactic. No, that is so anticlimactic. God, dude, like that really, you know, like when, when, when they say tough times, they've lost. Uh, like the... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, bro. That was so horrible. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking like in 2017, Going back to 2017, I'm like, Flip, tell me, if you had to tell me in 2017 that in 2020 you're going to sign all these class players out of Tokyo, you're lying. You're absolutely lying. There's no chance you're going to sign all these brilliant players. And now we've got all of them. And the rumors that we're going to sign the goalkeeper and maybe a defensive midfielder. But we won't talk about that now. We'll just talk about what we have at the moment. And yeah, it's it's been a great window for us. And with all these players, we do expect improvement from the team from last season, especially in terms of defence. Of course, defence has been was a big problem last year. And there's many issues that we could discuss, but I think with the signing of Ben Chewal, Silva, I think in a sense, it does really solve our problems in a way. I think both players are good. Um, Chihuahua, uh I don't know. You, um, of course, people. Some of you guys may not may not listen to or not may not speak on a daily basis. But then, as <laughs> but as I always tell, like my Chelsea friends, Chelsea family, to under that, of course. Um, I'm delighted now. We've got Ben Chihuahua. I think um, the fact that he was Frank Lampard's first priority signing in that sense, that was his main target. 
um i can't i can't go anything i can't go against that i really can't and also coupled the fact that yeah he's he's a good player of course he's not the complete player as i've said before he's got a lot of things to improve on but it's good that we've signed a quality left back and we don't have to rely on alonzo and emerson yeah like i'm i'm having the same kind of energy especially on that bench all time because like initially right we had quite a few good names in there like tagliafico he was going to be like a guaranteed um good signing yeah. and then that died out right so when that died out i was like okay we can move back to benchwall and like yeah most chelsea fans will know like the chelsea fans that i talk to most of them will know that like the person that i would have thought was ideal for the job was Sergio Regulon like i was <laughs> i was all over regular <laughs> he was always there always there. i i i didn't even ask him so I was like yeah i'll just tawanda it's like okay for the price tag that he was also going for i thought that was insane i thought he was going to be having like a Jordi Alba type of influence on the left side but the thing is the difference with Sergio with Sergio Regulon is that he's actually got defensive capabilities because one thing we do know about Alonso and Emerson is that like those guys love going forward and not it's not that they're bad going forward they're very effective going forward but then yeah because of that they never actually have to like prove their defense and I thought especially like with the position type of game that Chelsea is playing these days Regulon would have been a perfect fit and now I'm just hoping that he doesn't go anywhere because I'm hearing links of him going to United and yeah that kind of hurts my soul not going to lie <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly we're not going to lie it does <laughs> yeah it's kind of deep so but at the same time Benchul has got his advantages he's he's more solid at the back he's an England international he knows the premier league we're giving him an introduction into the champions league exactly um yeah so it's going to be interesting to see how he copes with all of that the good thing is that he won't be alone i feel like there are going to be points in time like let's say like three game weeks or five game weeks where alonso shows that okay dude i'm actually better than you and then they have to prove to each other that this is the spot worth fighting for then again that also depends on whether frank is going to decide to play three at the back at a certain point like if the team is obviously stronger than us like if we face real madrid for example in the champions league it really it really depends on what's going to happen in the season i don't think right now maybe liverpool Besides Liverpool, I don't think even them. I don't see a reason why we should play three at the back in the Premier League. Yeah, I'll just say the same. But I always feel like when we did play three at the back in the games that we did play three in the back, it was mainly because Kante wasn't there. So of course, with Jorginho and Kovacic, they're good players. But then I think one thing probably people have noticed that defensively. They're not that great. So by playing with an extra a solid protection at the back, you allow them to do what they can do, knowing that they've got solid protection at the back. So like what you said, I, I, for me, I honestly don't see us using that formation this season. Not not a lot, but mm-hmm. I think yeah, as you said, probably in games like maybe like a Madrid or something like that. Um, we could see it but yeah uh, it would be interesting because i think now frank could literally just use any formation and the team will still look solid it will still look strong so that, that's you've the nice the, thing about it you've got the players that's the good thing exactly so it's 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 crazy it's really crazy and i'm so excited but yeah um so yeah uh, ben chawal yeah tiago silva i mean yeah i know a lot of people are saying age age yeah he's turning 36 i think i don't know when september november i don't know but then i think of a certain captain leader legend who played for chelsea who won the premier league when he was 37 for us okay, so 
<laughs> exactly. So those when people say I oh, used too old to play in the prem, it doesn't make sense for me. I think Thiago Silva brings that leadership and experience that we need at the back. Because you look at players like Rudiger, who he's very loud, he talks a lot, but yeah. in terms of just Hustle. it's Mr. Hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Agent. Man has been doing the the, the job, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hustle. But yeah. um but yeah, like yeah, Rudiger's loud, he talks a lot. But then in terms of just communicating and being that experience at the back. He doesn't really bring that. And you look at all the other defenders that we have, Zuma, Christians and Tomori, all of them aren't, they don't really talk. So I think with Thiago Silva, you get that person where he comes on a free, he comes, he's not blocking anyone's path to the team. He's going to bring that experience because he talks a lot. And I think Frank would value that a lot. So, yeah, what do you think about it? Now I'm with that. Um, Thiago, especially on the leadership uh, aspect that you covered, I think Thiago walks in and he's immediately vice captain, or at the at the very least vice captain. The only reason that he wouldn't be club captain is because of Aspinicueta and the way he's been a servant to the club. But like besides that, I think he walks in straight into vice captaincy. Like there's no questions. Like there shouldn't be any dispute about that because he's demanded class over the seasons. He's won the he's won league uh, more more than any Brazilian player, I think. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's he's showed that he's capable. Yes. Um, France is considered the farmers league, but like they, yeah, he's he's led at a certain level, and I don't think most Chelsea players can say that they've led. So this guy has led international as well. He's led for, he's led Brazil. So yeah, I think. That kind of experience, you don't get it all the time. And it's kind of crazy how this is the exact kind of experience that Chelsea needed. Because, you know, as a young team, we had a, we had a young defense. The mm-hmm. thing is, like, remember that we, we have youth, right? But there was a balance. Because last season, for example, there was Pedro and William to show, not, okay, not exactly to show, but to, you know, like, just to mentor Pulisic and them. True, <laughs> true. Dr. and them had Kante. And yeah, and Jorginho at points to show them how to run the midfield. But the defense, exactly, like, we're talking about center backs. I mean, basically, Zuma and Rudiger were leaders, and yeah, I guess it showed that they need help. Exactly, yeah, like uh, selling off David Luiz in the long term was kind of actually like, yeah, a bad move. Like, yeah, we laugh at Arsenal, right? But I feel like that one. In terms of conceding goals, that one hurt Chelsea more than it did Arsenal. Exactly. I like I like how we brought that point because I know a lot of Chelsea fans slate Louise saying Louise is crap. Of course Louise had his moments, but then Louise was a great player for Chelsea. But I think one thing we lacked last season and you touched on is that leadership. And Louise would have brought that leadership to Chelsea to the team last season because I look at all these young players like even at Arsenal right now I just see all these young players they gravitate towards Louise and it's just like this guy really mentors these kids like this is how you're supposed to be doing this and that and I'm just like I just think that if he was there last season we could have actually maybe I wouldn't say it would have happened but possibly comfortably finished in the top four without needing that final that final game yeah because, yeah, I mean, as you said, like, Aspie is a, he's a fantastic player. But in terms of like, just, like, leadership, I don't think he's that that guy. Like, who say, hey, do this and that. You, of course, you you shout and do this. But then, in terms of just, like, that person who say, pick up everyone, like, you know, um, listen, let's get together and do this stuff. That type of leader, that JT or your Thiago Silva, he's not mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, I think... Thiago is a, is a very, very... I'm happy with the sign. I'm not going to lie to anyone. I'm very happy with that. And, yeah, uh, moving on from the defense, we move on to what everyone loves, and that's attack. <laughs> pew, 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 let's go! <laughs> bang, exactly, bang, bang. 
and we're gonna start off with the latest arrival coming straight out of Leverkusen, Mr. Kai Havertz. You, you know what? Like, um, I, I was telling, I was telling my friends the other day that like, um, when the Havertz situation was still like unclear about whether he was joining or not, like when not even Fabrizio had said much, right? And I just happened, I just happened to be passing by Leverkusen on that day. And then, yeah, I actually jumped into the city and it looked nice, not gonna lie. I'm just like, I'm just like, hey, listen, I don't blame this guy if he ends up staying. Like if it turns out just like a Sancho situation. Yeah, you know, I was, I was doubting that this transfer would actually go through because, you know, Havertz signing for Chelsea is something that you hear in FIFA, to be honest. Like, <laughs> that is, like, yeah, that is something that you hear in FIFA. So when it happened, I was, I, I was, I was ecstatic. I was like, okay, this finally happened. This is great. And yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting because he's one of the most versatile players I've ever seen. Like, I don't think you can attribute uh, Kai Havertz to one position. All I can tell you is that he can play most of the spine in the midfield. Like, you can place you can play center mid, you can play CAM. You probably can't play uh, DM. Doesn't yeah. need to. We've got DMs. Yeah. But like in terms of center mid, cam striker somewhat he can play, but even there we don't we don't need him to play striker and he's he's got an influence on the wings. We don't need him on the wings because we're stacked. Exactly. So, stuff like that, like uh, because of the way he's versatile, I don't think and also because of the fact that he's the club record signing, I don't think he's not going to find a place to fit. It's just it's now just gonna be like how is it going to affect the rest of the team? Like I'm sure you heard the reports, but uh, when Fabrizio was like, uh, "Mount is not happy with the with the signing," <laughs> it was that German it. guy. It was that German guy. What's his name? It's something Christian Falk. Yeah. Yeah. It's that German guy. And I just laughed. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was just like, "Wow, you guys, please, not this again." I think they're just trying to like unsettle the camp because even. Well, I don't know, like, Mount obviously, correctly so, he didn't say anything, but his dad, Tony Mount, was like, hey, 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 yes, yes, better calm down, like, y'all, y'all, y'all better start respecting my son. So, yeah, so, but you see, but that just, that just shows how problematic that midfield is going to be. Because, you know, some people who deserve to play are going to be on the bench. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I mean, last time we were on the pod, we said that's Frank's problem. And <laughs> he's gotten all these players now. That's his problem. Like, for yeah. me, like what you say, Havertz, every time I see pictures of him, it doesn't feel real. Like, it just does not feel real. I am seeing this guy, literally this guy who played for Bayer Leverkusen, who was touted to go to Madrid, Bayern Munich, all these clubs. Really? And he said Chelsea, bro. It just seems so unreal. I'm just like, wow. Well, now the board deserve everything. They deserve all the praise, everything, everyone in that board. But like, yeah, what we are speaking about, like versatility. I think that's one thing that's really amazing about Havertz is that he can literally play anywhere across the forward line, and he will play at the same level. It's just so ridiculous to find someone his age to play in all those positions. I think that's why we actually went and signed him because I read something, I think it was on The Athletic or something like that. And it was basically saying that this guy was a, a, um, a target since last year and they were looking at him. And I was like, whoa, okay. For some, yeah, for it was, for some it, time. It wasn't, it wasn't an impulse decision. Exactly. So it was for some time. I was like, oh, interesting. And I found that very interesting. And now I'm not, I'm just like, oh, these guys really put in the work. And I'm sure Frank, Frank is very happy. I don't know if you read the, his interviews on, on the on the app. Yeah. Uh, he was just speaking so highly of him and saying that one thing that, I think one thing that he said as fans, that we should give him time to settle in I think because 
he's a club record signing and he's gone for so much money. People are going to expect him. I know rivals and all that are going to expect him. Ah, he should be scoring everybody, dropping 10 out of 10s. But the fact of the matter is he's 21. Mm-hmm. And no 21-year-old is going to play consistently at a 10 out of 10 every single week. So I think he just needs to be given time. Um, yeah, he just needs to be given time. Settle in. Um, create that chemistry. I really like the chemistry he's creating, the bond with the team. I've seen the posts. Uh, I've seen, I've just seen like the training sessions where him and Verna are just like aiming for top bins. And yeah, Pulisic is also doing some crazy volleys in practice. The thing is, like, Chelsea practices are always so enjoyable. Like, I don't know, I don't know what happens sometimes in the games, but like, watching Chelsea practice makes you go, like, hey, I'm ready for today, I'm ready for game day. Exactly. It's actually so cool. It's actually so, I, I like the, the, the training vids, they're so cool. And yeah, but just, just to finish off on habits, I think. What, what what do you expect? Just 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 a just a side um, divert a bit. What do you, what are your unrealistic um, goals for him in terms of goals and assists? He's going to have to hit double digits in one of them, and either goals or assists. Okay, fair. Not both. Yeah. Not both, because like even <laughs> ten. That's insane. That's uh, it, it, it doesn't. Yeah, not in your first season in the Prem. It, it takes a bit of time. Even hasn't. It took. Yeah, it took a bit of time. So yeah, but like I feel like if he gets enough starts, he can get in. Especially in all competitions. Mm-hmm. In all competitions, he should be able to get double digits in at least one of the factors. Because the thing is, like I know habits, um, because I know his play style, but his end product. Is something that is always consistently varying because sometimes you see him in front of goal and he's like Mason Mount, where he's not a proven finisher, but he can finish. Yeah, true. But at the same time, he's not like Kevin De Bruyne, but he can pass the ball. It's like, yeah, he's got a sort of hybrid sense about him. So to say that he's going to be a goal scorer or he's going to be an assist giver, it's yeah, it's underestimating his ability. So, but yeah, if you hit double digits in any of the things, in any of the stats, as long as it's not yellow cards, it's all good. It's all good. I'm going 10-10. 10-10? Yeah. I okay. think that's realistic. 20 goals in a um, combined 10-10. Um, a GA of 20, that's... Yeah, a GA of 20 is solid. Like, that's a good, that's a good start for a record signing. Exactly. So yeah, I'm going to end. This is in the prem only, huh? not at all comps. Just, just prem. Yeah. Oh, this is, oh my! Okay. Oh. Okay. No, 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 no. I think no, that's too much. I think all competitions. I think all competitions. No, no. Yeesh. Nah, I just thought about it. Ten in the prem, like okay. Ten the prem is insane. I mean, it's possible because, like, if you think about it, right? That's that's just at least one good perform, like. Out of out of thirty eight games, he's meant to have twenty good ones. That's that's how you look at it. Like where he has a good game and he bags a goal, or a good game and he bags an assist, or a goal and an assist. But like either way, he has to be like on point in most of his. True, exactly. So yeah, exactly. Nah, so okay, yeah. So just say ten, ten. Um, both comps. Um, then we go on to the forward line. We've got a, a gunman. A gunman. Ooh. This guy is a killer. Like what you're saying in those training vids, some of those finishes. My goodness. Like, you know, the way Timo finishes, someone said he's fourth. I think he's fourth in all of Europe's leagues and goals last season. Yeah. which is that's unprecedented but like yeah especially at Leipzig okay maybe it's just because I don't like Leipzig like, uh-huh. <laughs> maybe but like yeah doing those kinds of numbers at Leipzig and then like also the Champions League performance yeah it's great this guy started off the same way Piatek started off 
this guy. Forgot <laughs> <laughs> that guy existed. <laughs> I think you know it hurts a billion. Like, I just, yeah, he's just dead. But like, unlike Piatek, obviously he kept his form, so that's great. It's good that he kept his form, and hopefully he does that in the prem. Like. Yeah, everyone's excited that he got a goal on his friendly debut, but I'm I'm really more concerned with what Hudson Odoi was trying to do there. I I, I do not know. If he's planning to play like that for the rest of the season, uh, I I don't. But like, yeah. But besides that, it's like it's good that it's good that he found Eiffel goal. Now, he starts. He needs to start against Brighton. Like, all I, if it was if it was up to me, every single new signing would start against Brighton. I feel like that's a match that everyone should start because we're not starting. That's considering league position, the league table, and all that. I would say that's a that's a that's a, that's a three pointer. That that should be a three pointer. Mm. Facts, facts, definitely. Yeah, I think our team, man. A guy is just a gunman. I'm just thinking, like, I have not... Our forward line hasn't had this much pace. Like, come to think about it. Yeah. Just just to think about Because now you've got Timo. You've got Pulisic. You've got um, Callum. All these guys are real, are rapid. And now I'm just thinking, like, look, if I'm, if I'm any team, if I'm Liverpool or all these teams that play high lines, I'm thinking, bro, are we really going to be standing... By the halfway line, when you know these guys are right there, because we're gonna get burnt. So, and that's the thing is, like, I feel like people just like talk about Burner's speed and all, right? But people forget that Tammy is not that slow either. True, exactly. <laughs> Tammy is not slow at all. The slowest person that we have in our attack is definitely Giroud, right? But yeah, like, Tammy. That's what I like about like the whole balance. There's also, a, if you notice, like of the three fours that we have, there's actually a balance because we have a poacher type of advanced forward in Timo. Then we've got a target manager group, and then we've got like a hybrid of the two in Tammy because yeah. Tammy he's tough, like he's he's hard knitted. But he, if you want him to play, if you want to play a through ball on him, you can play it. Like for example, if you've got if you've got that fridge, ah, <laughs> you got that fridge. <laughs> you can play. You can play a through ball with Tammy and Timo and basically any uh, any Chelsea winger. And yeah, uh, and I'm sure like Ziyech, Havertz, Mount, all the boys will be ready to play the balls through. It's yeah, it's the team has got a lot of potential but you see that's the problem i hope it doesn't stay like that it, it mustn't stay as potential because to be honest like yeah we we've got firepower now exactly like, we've got we've got a good squad and last season don't get it twisted last season the fact that we finished top four that was a good squad but now we've got yeah we've got a much better squad from good so obviously the we should be achieving more Exactly. No, it's actually great. And then we'll just speak about Ziyech before we move on to what we're talking about. Um, Hakim Ziyech. Um, man, one thing I just want to see from this guy is that celebration he pulled us on, pulled out against us. <laughs> like, like, like I, there's the shrug. It's like I, I really don't. I, I really, I really couldn't be bothered by you guys right now. <laughs> exactly. I've really got a theory on that one. I think when he scored, he realized, damn. Probably well, I'm linked to these guys, so I can't be celebrating because they're gonna be coming for me. <laughs> I'm gonna be there too. I think, <laughs> I think I think it was something even more different. I I think like the I'm gonna l- listen to that audio carefully before he takes the shot because we were at the bridge, right? Mm-hmm. I think Chelsea fans were booing him. Were they? I would I would think they were booing him and then he scored and he's like I'm joining you guys anyway but like yeah um this this is what's up this is what I can do tell <laughs> um no that was too cold I just want to see that from him man if he does that I'm all happy but yeah I mean 
I think out of all the signings, people sleep, people are slightly sleeping on him a bit too much because I think he has yeah he was the first signing out of all these guys. So yeah, of course naturally people are gonna forget about him and just focus on the new ones. But I think people are sleeping on the fact that this guy he wasn't given the name Wizard, the nickname Wizard for nothing. Hey. <laughs> he really wasn't like he's really a wizard, and I'm just thinking like. Now, with that quality on the right, he's got a brilliant left foot. He can literally just cut in, whip in the uh, dangerous cross, or Reese James can come overlap or underlap. And that combination is going to be so lethal. I think, I don't want to say it now, but for for future, I'd probably say that was probably going to be the, the best right-hand side in the league. Anyone listening to this, you can quote me, whatever, I don't care. But... <laughs> you can quote me but I'm saying it now because he's just a wizard like he makes he's one of those players I think we've missed ever since has a list of course last season we have Pulisic but then he's one of those players where he can make anything happen he can make something happen out of nothing and that's the, the striking thing about him so yeah uh, I'm saying yeah he's the most slept on signing and yeah, guys, watch out. Well, what are you saying, bro? I don't know, James. Like, I'm going to throw out something very awkward, and you are probably going to be like, ah, screw this in. But, like, I'm, I'm just going to say it anyway. I feel like all the signings, all these signings, like, they complement one person, but you would have never thought about it. Mm. Ross mm. Mark. <laughs> Love, right? <laughs> Before, before you even start laughing, like, wait, let me actually explain this one. Because Ross Barkley is an out-and-out eight, right? Mm-hmm. And if someone like Kante is there in defense and we have a DM that is willing to put in a shift, right? Like, let's say we have Kante and Kovacic. I don't want to say Kante and Kovacic because that's the tried and tested one. But if we have like a certain combination of midfielders and Ross Barkley just happens to be within. Because like if you notice last season, right? Last season, when Chelsea wanted to attack, Ross Barkley was like the first option off the bench. And this is someone who's who's had a Kepa type season where people... Kepa type seasons rather. Where... Okay. Unlike Kepa, right, Ross Barkley has actually come up very clutch. Like, in, in the, since, since uh, he signed, he's come up clutch at least once a season. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, there was the time that he scored the, the, the goal to draw the game against Man United. Yeah. Like, Mourinho got angry. You know? Yeah. Yeah, there was that. Then there was also the goal that he scored against Leicester in the FA Cup. Like, yeah, that that was clean. I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think at that time there was any midfielder besides him that could have finished that type of a shot. Mm. Like, yeah. Because Schmeichel was looking unbeatable on that day as well. But, yeah, like, I feel like, yeah, it just just goes to show, like, how deep Chelsea is. And now that we have better signings, I feel like people are going to step up because like yeah with Rossi he's going to probably see the writing on the wall and he's going to be like yeah um, damn I'm going to get sold to West Ham Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah but he needs to step up because to be honest with you right I thought Ross Barkley was going to be sold by the end of this by, by now I thought he was gone but the fact that he didn't go with Drinkwater and Bakayoko basically it shows that, like, Lampard is giving him his chance. I don't know, maybe this could also be a ploy to keep homegrown players in the league, you know, because, like, he actually signed a lot of foreigners. He never... Like, yeah, like, in terms of playing, I think Barkley can get gang assists left wing from the left wing, right wing, striker position, just if he plays the right balls. Because, like, yeah, you know, Ross Barkley sometimes... You overanalyze and overthink. Yep. We'll be in the final third. Ah. That's Ross. Typical Ross. Like, even that Leicester game, we're just talking about that Leicester game. Like, yeah, he scored. But then, like, the next move, I remember it was a counter attack. And then he passes it 
He was on. He was going, going, going. Then he had an option to pass to was it William, Tammy, Ruben. He gives it to yeah. Ruben, and the ball is behind. I'm like, bro. <laughs> Like, dude, you always do this like every single time. We just want consistency, but man, you're just not showing it. I think now he knows that, like, if he makes such mistakes right now, right, he's gone. Like, he's he's going to rot on the bench. He might even rot in reserves. He might be playing in the development team. Like, yeah, he knows that this that if he tries to play like that, he'll be in trouble. Exactly. So yeah, um, just yes, we've now talked about the transfers and now moving on to expectations for this season. Um, of course, yeah, we signed all these players last season, finished fourth. And yeah, for me, I would say that what I expect from this team, of course, I'll, I'll say it now so that everyone hears, I don't expect us to win the title. For anyone who's saying Chelsea, we're not, we can challenge but we are not Premier yeah. League we're not favourites but for me I really expect us to improve um, in the way we play our attack definitely we have to finish off the game early I think last season we saw at times when scores 2-0 or even at 1-0 and mm. knew that we're going to concede because we've just been wasting chances and this season although these guys now I expect us to finish off our games pretty quickly secondly of course defence has to improve that's that's my that's the thing that has to improve the most we conceded 54 goals last season and that's unacceptable this season we have to see a massive massive improvement in defence I think with the signings we've made we can do that but also coaching from the coaching staff and the players have to communicate, have to collaborate and we have to concede less. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think I just expect us to finish finish games off quickly quickly, sorry. And also um at least if one one not if, as I said, we're not mounting a title challenge. But I expect us to finish comfortably in the top four. Comfortably. I like I don't know, 10 points. That's what I want to see. That's improvement for me. Okay. Yeah, we can take that. That's that's a accurate expectation considering the players brought in, considering the philosophy that we now have. Like, I think it's, yeah, it's smart to, to say. Because, like, the, the thing is, right, with all these signings, like, I was... I was initially guessed, so because I was guessed, I was like, hey, we could actually take the league here. And I, I'm not going to say that it's impossible. We can mm-hmm. take the But the truth is, we are in the middle right now on, on hype and everything. We are in the middle of top four and the Premier League. We're not Premier League winners, but we're definitely in the top four. Kind mm-hmm. of like, if there was a team that you were to compare Chelsea to right now, I would probably say Borussia Dortmund, yeah. like in terms of leagues, like we're gonna be there in the top four, but like league is going to be a fight, a dog fight. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know if the players are ready for that, um, but yeah, like even the way Havertz said, it's like he saw a fun project here, like not. And you know, like, because the thing is, like, yeah, these guys are also human, but right? they they also want to enjoy their football. They don't want to just come and win a title, and they want to enjoy their football while they do it. So, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where we land. Obviously, realistically, any position from first to third is good. Fourth will be like. Okay, we didn't improve from last season. It's yeah, it'll it'll bring speculation. And also, okay, one expectation is that for me is that we need a trophy. Oh yes. I'd actually forgotten about that. Yeah, we need the trophy. Like um last season was very awkward. I felt like we deserved the FA Cup. Because that breaks the streak of us winning at least one trophy a season. Exactly. We yeah. include friendly cups like um, Spurs, um, cough, cough. Um, <laughs> Audi Cup, cough, cough. you know. <laughs> so, 
yeah we don't we don't count those but like yeah um i think this year we should have a trophy we should have a cup run yeah 100% spot on i i think you're spot on i think a cup run is very very crucial um yeah i'd i'd love a trophy this season i don't know which run fa cup league cup even champions league but now nah, it's too early for that but <laughs> you know for champions you, know, you need like um need like a list of type run like a <laughs> You finish first in your group and then all of a sudden you have Atalanta, the next one you have Valencia, the next one, you know, like that that city type of energy. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, um, those are expectations. Um, to any CFC fans listening, um, send us what you expect to what you expect this season from Chelsea. And yeah, um, let's go into the key players and one player you guys should look out for um, I'll let you go first who do you think is going to be our key player mm. okay the truth is our key player is Kepa mm. he's going to decide games he's going to decide games and whether you like it or not that's what's going to happen. It's not, not Havertz, not Werner. Nah, he's going to decide games. And I know how much you hate Kepa, but that's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Daniel lives listening to this. Uh, uh, me and him, we're always going at each other's throats like every single time about this Kepa chat. <laughs> so, yeah, there's nothing new. It's nothing new. But yeah, okay, the truth is, right, I was actually telling my, I was talking about this with my dad when we were talking about the coming season, like, I said a team is only as strong as its weakest link, and the weakest link is Kepa. So instantly, whether he likes it or not, he's walking into that squad. We know the truth is, yes, Willie was performing, but Caballero is not going to be a starter. No. Like, that's fact. Caballero is a keeper that we're going to keep for penalties. Like, but Kepa is also good at penalties. I, I see where the issue is now. Yeah, there was a bit of a complex there. Like, both of them are good at what they do. In terms of penalty shootouts. Not, mm-hmm. not, not the whole game. Because I know you're about to come at me for saying Kepa. <laughs> Listen, he's had a bad season. But like, yeah. But just in case, also, if there are any Chelsea fans listening, let me tell you guys what Kepa is good at. He is good at distributing the ball. Like count out last season, like he's he is a he is a sweeper keeper by tradition. Like he's actually a sweeper keeper, but things have just been dark last season. His girlfriend yeah. broke up with him. That's my excuse, actually. That's Thanks. my excuse. His Thanks. girlfriend broke up with him, so he was struggling. <laughs> I'll give him the benefit of. He is a good pass of the ball. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, I think a keeper is a is a really. I don't know. I'm. It's just a really, it's a hard thing to talk about. Hey, I'm saying things. This guy's a human. These are a hard player to talk about because, like, of course, the last season he didn't have a great season, but at the same time, like, I just look at he hasn't really done much improvement. I think it's a matter of I th- the price tag. Is yeah. what that's that that's the big my biggest issue. I think it's because the the price tag is so high. People want him to succeed, but at the same time, like he's he's got stuff he's good at. He's good at passing. His reflexes are decent at times, but then like I'm I actually like I don't know if you watched the top five keeper saves for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. There's a that he saved from Van Dijk and he tipped it onto the post. That was the quickest set of reflexes I've ever seen on a tall guy. Exactly, and that that's what he's good at. But then, he's he's not doing it consistently. And then when you look at his flaws, like you know, every Premier League keeper that you know, if you want to succeed as a Premier League keeper, you have to come out and collect the ball from crosses. You will never survive from that. I mean, De Gea did it, but now it's coming back. And at Chelsea, we had two great keepers. Um, I'm not going to compare Kepa to to two of those keepers, mm. but. They both came off across. You knew every time the ball came, they were collecting. 
and it's just those things like those simple things just make me question like if he's really gonna cut it out yeah of course I want him to succeed but yeah. you have to give me something to back you on Th- that's just the reality of it so with talks of a new keeper coming in probably attack as competition we'll see we'll start at the at the end of the season it's it's tough <sighs> It's tough, but yeah, um, we're not going to go deep dive into Kepa because yeah, we're talking about key players, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Batanda <laughs> mentioned his key. <laughs> <laughs> mentioned his key players, so um, that that's fine. Um, my key player, I should have thought about this one. I would say, I would say Kante. Yeah. Reason being is that I think with the way the way Frank wants to play um the four three three the attacking formation, Kante is so crucial in that DM role. Um of course he's not the perfect DM, but he will do his job. Kante will definitely do his job, no matter where he's put, he always perform. Um and I think reason why it's key is that we saw as I mentioned earlier in the pod, is that when you played 3-4-3, you saw that um, Jorginho and Kante, I mean, Kante and Kovacic needed that protection from, the, that extra layer of protection from the back three. And I think with Kante, you get that, so you don't need to play a 3-4-3. A but the reason I'm saying it's so key is that if Kante goes out of the team, if he gets an injury or something, and we don't have a replacement in a DM, I think it'll be interesting to see who goes and fills in that role for me personally and that's why I pray after we sign a keeper we go and look for a DM because I do not want Kante to be playing every single game I want him to rest recover and then he can come back because last season we saw that he was being rushed and it's not the first time yeah, even when Sari it was, it was kind of tricky exactly even with Sari when he played the Europa League of course we ended up winning the cup and we came third but then the longer term we suffered the most last season because Kante wasn't fully fit so yeah I'm just hoping that this season we now he's recovered he's had a long time to recover the, the the break has been long it's a long time to recover I just hope that we do sign another DM so that the pressure and the workload can be lifted off him because a fully fit Kante makes Chelsea takes Chelsea to another level and we've all seen that time and time and again yeah, especially so, playing in that box-to-box role at CM. Exactly. So, yeah, um, that's my key player. As, uh, as I said, let us know who your key player is. And the one player we should watch out for. So, I'll say the low-key guy. The low-key guy. Um, I'll say Mason Mount. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Mason Mount has got a huge chip on his shoulder because, like, the thing is, at the end of the day, right, um, yeah, Falk was just, like, um, putting out issues. But you have to admit, Mount and Havertz do play the same position. They, they do, like, yeah, well, in this system, they are most likely going to play the same position because there's no reason for Mount to jump out onto the wing now. Mm. Unless there's, there's... Otherwise, there's no real reason that Mason Mount should jump out to left wing because you he, he was a decent left wing mm-hmm. when he was but like yeah there's no need now that we've got we've got gang wingers and yeah as long as Hudson Odoi stays fit I'm sure he's gonna be fighting for that position um on both sides actually because he's very competent on both sides. But yeah mm-hmm. Mason Mount is going to have to bring up a stats. Like you know how we said that we want to have a start of a 10 10 season. Yeah. Statistically, Mason Mount is probably going to have less than Kai. I think. But so. he needs to be close. I think he's going to have less. I'm going 8-8. Eight, eight. No, I'm going 10. I'm going, I'll go the same 10-10. Ten, ten. Okay, you know what? At this rate, okay, now look at it like this. 10-10 ten, ten for others, right? Then 10-10 ten, ten for Mount. How much do you expect from Werner? <laughs> Are you just talking about goals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just goals. Because, like, dude, if, if we're going to think about it, right, like, let's just say from the defense overall, 
because since Alonso exists, there's going to be like 10 goals from defense, right? Mm. Let's just say 10 goals from defense. From midfield, that's when you have to split players. So we said 10 10, right? So that means 10 goals from Havertz, that's 20. 10 goals from Mason Mount, that's 30. I would say five to seven goals from Kante. So let's just say five. So that's 35. Kovacic, two or three. No. <laughs> so that's like 30, 38. Who else is there? Uh, Jorginho can deliver gang assists. Like if he's, if he, oh yeah, if Jorginho's on to take penalties, that's probably like five more. So yeah, that, we're already on 43 goals before we hit wingers. How much do you think this is going to score? Pulisic, I'm expecting 10. So that's already... Well, 10 40, plus. So 53 plus. And then you've got... Hakim. Hakim, I'm expecting to double it. Assist. I think assist to you. You have a lot. Goals. I'd also say 10. I think 10 is a nice number. You see how many 10 players you're having, dude? You could have... You could... Like... According to you, Diki, I'm going to hold you to this. You're expecting Chelsea to score 100 goals this season. Well, we did do it last season in all comms, so why not in the Prem? <laughs> yeah, you see, that's the thing. You're expecting 100 goals in the Prem. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. We're going to see what happens. Like, oh, uh, not, uh, nah, I think I'm just saying out of all comms, I think, yeah. I'm expecting 10 from these guys. All comes because if it's just Prem, bro, that's that's hot. I'm not gonna lie to All yeah. comes, I'm expecting these guys to get 10 at least. At least, Werner Premier League. I'm saying it now. I need to see 18 plus. <laughs> okay, so then what, what does what does Tammy do then? Now, Tammy last season I said it would bag six, um, 15 plus, and he ended up scoring. Now I said 15 plus, and then I was going 15. So I'm expecting 15 from Tammy. See, because now with with 18 plus plus 15, that's 32 goals. So 43, 53 with uh, what we debated with CH. 53 plus 32, that's already 84 Premier League goals. <laughs> Dude, just actually, you know what? I don't think Alonso is even going to be scoring that much. Because, um, wait, can Zish take free kicks? Yeah, he's cold, bro. Cold. I've seen him. I've seen him cross them in, but can he like direct? Can he take direct titles? Yeah, he's cold. Ah, I think there's gonna be a boxing match between him and Alonso before the game starts, bro. Like that <laughs> area item on the left side, dude. I think there's going to be a proper fight if Alonso's on the field. Even even Mason, Mason can also hit top pins. <laughs> Yeah, basically the top is, but that's that's on the left side. Because like if he goes on the left side, right, that's cool. But then like if there's a fall on the right side and a definite left footer is needed, right? Like then ah, yeah, it's gonna be ZH, it's gonna be Alonso if he's on the pitch. Yeah, it's gonna be dark. That's gonna be crazy. We're excited. And lastly, <clears throat> to finish off, so today we had no before we even get there, just just a quick one. Where do you think we'll finish next season? Second. Second? Ooh. Mm. We're bouncing one of these clubs between City and Liverpool. Yeah, I'll probably go second as well. Second, third, but yeah, leaning towards second. Leaning. So yeah. Um, yeah. I... That, is, that is the ideal. Because, ah, dude, sick. Because like, Third is probably what's going to happen, but in my optimistic self, we're going to take it because, yeah, I really do think that we, on paper, we should have squads that match up to Liverpool, especially since they've only bought like one player. Yeah. And, and if these rumors of Wijnaldum going to Barcelona are true, then ah, that's weak. That's them even weakening. That all is going to change if Thiago Alcantara signs. True. 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 But yeah. So we we both the beats yeah second, um yeah um today we held um, a question and answer no it wasn't a question and answer just questions and we have some some winners that are to be announced and before we announce them I'll just expose myself that 
I got uh, two out of five. So <laughs> before you announce me, right? Now I'm just I'm just gonna like run through the answers. Like I, I just want I just want people to like expose themselves. I'm gonna go through the people that I know firstly, and like yeah, okay. Ah, since I obviously set up the quiz, okay, I set up the quiz right, but out of the things that I knew. Like I obviously knew that Vardy was at Fleetwood Town. Um, I knew that uh, Kane played with Vardy at Leicester. I did not know that Aubameyang was at AC Milan. That that was a curveball for me. Like I had no idea. I was just Wikipediaing his history. Then so oh wait, he was at AC Milan. That's crazy, right? Um, then the one about Aguero, I always know that he's injured in December. It's like yeah, <laughs> the thing. Like he's probably going to get injured this December. Watch. Um, and then, okay, with Alan Shearer playing for three clubs, I also had, I didn't know about that. Like, I think I would have said two, because I only remember him for Blackburn Rovers and Newcastle. Right. Um, as I, had, like, as we had pointed out, we wanted people to reply under the story. So I'm just going to read under people who, uh, I'm going to read that the people who replied in the story. Um... Chris, Chris Zinyemba, he got four out of five. So that's good for him. He also got thrown by the curveball that Obama Yang was at AC Milan. That was, yeah, that was tough. And as Diki has already told you, oh, two out of five, uh, I'd be that disappointed. I think, gonna, <laughs> I think Yeah, I think we're going to kick you out. Yeah, it's time. It's, it's yep. time <laughs> the jury's um, out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we're going to send you to the Gulag, so, yeah, it's actually tough for you, but, yeah, um, oh, yeah, but AC, Anesu, you got 5 out of 5, I think you're the only person to get 5 out of 5, yeah, that's actually crazy, that's really good, Um, I mean, okay, to be fair, he's an Arsenal fan, so he probably knew about Obama, Yang. like, he he probably had that I mean, I'm not, I'm not hating on you, AC. Just in case you listen, like I'm not hating on you. I'm just saying, like, yeah, you, you made the work. <laughs> you made it work. You made it work exactly. Then Tino, Tino got uh, four out of five. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of four out of fives, and obviously the reason all the four out of fives was, was that Obama and curveball. And now, like, moving on to certain answers, right? It's like, um, for example, like with. Um, Vardy uh, where he was at before he went to Leicester City there are three people that said he was always at Leicester I was like ish guys uh, <laughs> I was there because I put that one there because I was running out of things uh, running out of, cl- of realistic clubs and you know people actually answered that so yeah that's dark and then yeah but the majority but like 20, 28 out of 35 people answered Fleetwood Town, so that's dope. And then with Kane, with the Kane question, yeah, like the majority knew that uh, 22, well, 22 people knew that uh, he played with Vardy. Um, what's shocking me though is that four people said Alan Shearer. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, I don't think there was a point in time where Alan Shearer and Harry Kane played football at the same time. When would they have played football? <laughs> <laughs> Harry Kane was still in his Arsenal pyjamas when you know, when exactly. exactly. So, that's... I found that strange. What I also found kind of strange was a few people said Son. Two people said Son. I don't know. I, I don't know why Son was said, but yeah. Oh, Twisty Flash said Alan Shearer. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> that's actually tough. <laughs> but yeah, going on to the third question. See, 12 people, 12 people said that um, Obameyang's parent club was Dortmund. Everyone was really convinced with Dortmund. And the other one that people were convinced with was also Lil, because Lil is where he made his reputation. Yeah. Right? So like, yeah, everyone was really convinced that it's Lil. But nah, like nine people also answered AC Milan. 
So it was like 12 people Dortmund, nine people Lille, nine people AC Milan, and four people said he was never on loan. But you know what? With, with the he was never on loan thing, right? If I if I if I didn't know the question, I would have probably said he was never on loan. I do not remember any part of Aubameyang's history that says he was on loan. Like I just remember that he was in France for a very long time. That's all I remember. But yeah. Um, you see, even an Arsenal fan, um, Agent Gotes said he was never on loan. So if he said that he wasn't on loan, then ah, the, the truth is probably Wikipedia is lying, guys, because yeah, Muzamindo knows his voice. So I think that yeah, Wikipedia is lying, and I think <laughs> and he actually got four or five, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unknown. I remember the, the Leo part. Mm. I never knew he was on loan from Milan. Yeah, like, and it's not like he played for a lot of French clubs while he was on loan at Milan. He played for Saint Etienne. Um, I think, I don't know whether he played for Montpellier, but like, yeah, he, he played for quite a few French clubs because he was in Milan from 2008 until 2011. Then he went to Dortmund. Hmm. Interesting. I, I, that's the part that confused me. I thought from um, Milan, he went from Lille to Milan, and then that's how he started. I didn't know he was actually on loan, and then, huh, interesting. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a lot. But yeah, um, then the next one, obviously, when is Aguero injured the most? Seven people said January, including yourself. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know that one. How am I supposed to know when a girl's injured? Hey, dude, it's like it's like how we're supposed to know which month Neymar's always injured. In. It's like it's like one of those things. <laughs> it's one of those things that, like, yeah, you always know that certain players are injured at this point in time. But yeah, we moved. Five people said August. I, I was expecting the least numbers in August. Uh, seven people said this month in September. Like. I don't know what to do say September, but I put December. I put December as the last one just because, like, yeah, I thought it would be too obvious if I put December as the first one. But yeah, December is the right answer, and most people answered December. Oh my word, Spex said January. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Spex, I'm gonna call you out. Um, yeah, how could you say January? Munyonga said August. Oh. Uh, my words, you know. People what? are getting exposed on the pod today. Sorry for that, gents. I, I am going to have a dialogue on y'all. I'm gonna make a special episode. It's coming out tomorrow. It's coming out day after tomorrow. I'm gonna call out all you guys. <laughs> all of you guys are getting exposed today. Exactly. Nah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's that's what happened. And then the final question was is this the final question? Yeah. How many teams did Alan Shearer play for? Surprisingly, most people said three. I thought most people were gonna say two. But like yeah, seven people said two, three people said one, and three people said four. But like fourteen people said three. So it's yeah, he, he did play for three clubs. He played for Blackburn Rovers, Newcastle. Forgot the third one. See, that's why I didn't know. I put two. I remember Newcastle and Blackburn. That's what he means. Reputation. He won. He won a prem in Blackburn, and you are so close to Newcastle. Wait, did he win a prem in Newcastle? No, he didn't. That's why he just stat padded. <laughs> he stat padded. <laughs> <laughs> what was the third club, though? I mean, let me check. You won't believe it. What? Southampton. Serious? Yeah. 118 appearances and 23 goals for Southampton. No, I would never, I would never, I would never thought that. From 1988 to 1992. Oh, so it was before, okay. Yeah, it was before the Premier League started. Ah, okay, now it makes sense. It started okay. to Blackburn. Now it makes sense. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's that's the results of the quiz. Um, hopefully you guys do better next time. Yeah, and just um, another thing to add, like if you go look at our story right now, 
on Instagram is the code for the Fantasy League. So please, guys, we want to show you guys how good I am. It's not about Kiamu beating in every season. But like, <laughs> no. guys, how good I am. So please um, go to the link, uh, auto join. If you want the, the link DM to you, you can just send us a message. IG will DM it to you. Don't look for excuses to find the smoke, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, please do join up, guys. We would love it. Um, gives us a way to interact with you guys to see who's who's running the show. Um, and yeah, um, it's, it has been another good episode. Um, of course, our, and our other guy wasn't there today, guys. Um, but yeah, uh, it has been a fantastic episode of Tawanda. And on that note, <clears throat> we called this one a wrap. Um, yeah, please give us thank you to everyone who's gone to this point. Um, remember, if you do like the pod, please share it. We do appreciate that. Um, retweets on Twitter, you know, matter it's just a button press. <laughs> and we we do appreciate that you guys but yeah thank you to everyone who's who's tuned in on this one we'll catch you guys next week with more content and yeah um have a blessed weekend and have a great yeah have a blessed weekend and the prem is back and we can chat thank you ah uh, yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be unavailable for a while so like if any of you try to contact me like i'm sorry if i reply because like the premise the premise yeah exactly exactly so yeah um yeah we'll catch you guys in a bit um take care